Western Magazine's Best Song Ever podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? I'm doing just great. Uh, you know, it was it was Grammy week this past <laughs> oh, week. Oh, man. And was it ever great? Oh, did you watch them? Music lovers like us live for this. No, I did not. <laughs> of course. Them. I don't know if I've ever watched the Grammys. No, I'll occasionally watch the performances. And I saw Charles yeah. Gambino performed, but it's like... And I didn't even really look at a lot of the winners. I just saw that the name on everybody's lips. You know, it's like they really got their finger on the pulse of the music lovers community. What what name topped every year end list among music lovers last year? Bruno Mars. It's like right. I just think it's hilarious that it's like Kendrick was nominated for things and it's like I feel like if you're going to give it to any mainstream artist he's the one that really like breaks into just the the indie world and the music lovers community at large because you know everybody disagrees has their own takes on things but i feel like in just the community of music lovers there's kind of a consensus like this is really good and i feel like the grammys need to not just base everything off of that but take that into account like what is the cultural significance of of the music not just what sold the most yeah that makes sense i feel a little bad though just for bruno mars mainly because like people are shitting on him and i'm like it's not his fault no he just made like some good pop songs or whatever you know like it's just like who cares just being like bruno mars represents the best in music of last year is a joke no offense to him again right i just like that's and I think th- it was just the amount, like, because I, I, I believe he got tons of he, he won more than anyone else. And um, then uh, then that guy gave the speech about women needing to step <laughs> up, which I think is hilarious because it's like I feel like to a lot of people who just listen to the radio or like just only pay attention to the music that is like the highest selling music, which is a lot of people, you know, um, mm-hmm. the the rest of music doesn't even register as music to them and that's why i feel like this guy's like oh yeah women really need to step up we're not seeing a lot of great women musicians and i'm like you're just not paying attention they're everywhere like even in, last year especially there even was, in pop music yeah though, there's a ton of women like it, it just it was like he kind of to me the statement read as like what's the worst possible thing i can say yeah in this cultural moment right now <laughs> oh i know women step it up yeah like, right what are, what are you talking about <laughs> like does he want to get fired and replaced i don't know can you fire the academy i don't know who he is but Although, whatever um i think it's cool because like the oscars were a very like it's a very political system where it's mm-hmm. not always like i'm saying like what means the most to the world versus like what what these people picked you know and that's like you know people lobbying like oh yeah you should do this we'll get we'll do this for you and i I watched this adam ruins everything about how it's very political but when they had that oscar so white thing now they're like shit we need to actually like pay attention to what people are actually liking yeah and i feel like they did a great job these past couple years i i totally agree and like um i i feel like the grammys can kind of look to the oscars and to, i hope to they do. do like some identity uh examination uh because the oscars even like three years ago 
Get Out would not be nominated right. for any awards. It would just be a cool horror movie that a lot of people liked. Mm-hmm. But this year it's nominated for for some heavy hitting awards. And I feel like that isn't because Jordan Peele was out there kissing Hollywood no. asses. It's because it's like it's a, because there was movie. a yeah. yeah, it was an important movie and um, it spoke a lot to the times that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. And it was just really well done and great and fun. And I think that for a long time, there was that stereotypical Oscar movie of they're all like period pieces or some sort of war dramas. And now Mm -hmm. they can be a weird, you know, horror movie about race relations. Yeah. It's cool. Exciting times we live in, but also very frustrating times. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, get ready to hear the eight best songs you're going to hear all week. Uh, Brian and I select four songs each in secret. Don't tell the other person. So you're going to hear our genuine reactions. And you might hear me say, Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy, or hear Brian say, Papa Likey. Those are our stamps of approval. We are saying that song really blew us away and we want it in our lives. So shall we get to the first song, sir? Yeah, I think so. And I'm going to start this uh this episode off and you know this year we have been kind of like doling out our stamps of approval like crazy a lot uh and i think that it's because we're bringing it yes also i'm playing great songs i feel like i'm trying to this year um open my mind a little bit expand Mm -hmm. as i i do like a lot of different styles of music but i'm trying to not write things off and uh revisit things that maybe i didn't love the first time around so i feel like maybe i'm more open to what you're bringing to the table and i feel the same way like maybe we have educated each other over the past year and like we're changing our our own tastes isn't that crazy it's nuts we're checking our perspectives on a on a weekly basis on a weekly basis just what you got to do guys we'll get to that at the end of the show though the first song that i want to play today is from a band that i've really liked for a long time and they seem to have checked their perspective and are totally taking a left turn on this new album so it seems uh i actually played the men on the podcast before uh and this this was in relation to their 2016 album devil music and at that time they won all the grammys this year right the men no well (laughs) yeah they did they stepped it up yeah (laughs) and the women take a note take note from the men uh no they they won none of the grammys uh but when I played the song uh, from Devil Music, what I had said was, I'm really happy to hear the men go back to what they do the best, which is just rocking hard, and it's grungy and dirty and yeah. and all that. Uh, silly Brian, what I should have wanted is them to totally take a left turn and do something totally that they've never done before. which is Softer? Which is what they are doing now. Not just softer, but... Um, Cleaner? I'm just doing the opposite of those adjectives, UK. Oh, thanks. No, um, almost none of the new songs feature prominent electric guitar. They're uh, they're going for synths. They're going for saxes. They're going for piano. They're going f- all over the place except to guitar. They made some synth-like dance floor numbers that have come out. 
Um, and they also have some some interesting kind of jangly psychedelic jams as well. It's not at all what I associated with the men. And it's fun that uh, a band who this is going to be their seventh album coming out, that they can reinvent themselves and do it in such an interesting way that um, makes me very excited to check the entire album out. So let's take a listen to the men with the uh, the new song, Rose on Top of the World. of the world You got magic in your eyes See your petals bend with a gleam Rose on top of the world Like stardust across the sky Stay Watch the world spin I didn't know Sailed your bloodstream. 
men's new folky sound i enjoyed devil music and i like their hard rock and style but um yeah i like this and i they surprisingly rocked pretty hard without the electric guitar but was that solo not an electric guitar uh yes if you listen back to the tape which i pray you do um because i was thinking it might be a guitar that i said prominent okay um, and that this song was prominently an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. jam, but yeah, they, they threw in the electric guitar for a nice rockin' like riff, it. which was, which is great. But also without that, I felt like the song moved and rocked pretty well on its own. Yeah. It, it reminded me of some of the jangle pop I like a lot in a way, um, kind of had a, fe- yeah. a feelies vibe to it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it also kind of was like a Spanish guitar or something. I don't know. Um, just uh kind of remind nice... me of elf power too oh yeah kind of like renaissance style of acoustic jangly Def- stuff yeah definitely the other single that they have out is maybe i'm crazy and that one is like synthy and dancey and weird it does, so, is that the one with the sexy sax because you mentioned sax i mentioned sax uh that one i don't really know that it does have sax in it but uh, there are seven other songs besides those two, and w- at least one of them has some sax in it. Um, one of them is also described as a rocker from like the the prime of their uh, careers with "Open Your Heart." So they're just all over the place, man. On this new album, that was the Men with "Rose on Top of the World" from Drift, which is out March second on Sacred Bones. All right. Well, my first song, uh, I, you know, I mentioned that we do this in secret, but last Friday I was like, I need to tell you about this because I don't want to keep this out of your life for any longer because great music. This is Austrian electropop duo Leia. Did you listen to this at all? I did not. Mainly because Good. it seemed as though you were going to play it on the podcast. And, and I did. And I feel bad that you told me because you wanted me to listen to it. Like I, I, I just I, didn't want to be the one depriving you of listening I, to and it. And I understand that. Like When you get something you're excited about, you want to mm-hmm. tell who you care most about in the world. And I know yeah, that I am that to you. Um, I don't know about reciprocated, but I know that you want, needed to tell me about it. But I, I held off. Um, I, I just kind of edged, I've, I've, I, I went to the edge of almost listening to it. I've been edging. <laughs> you keep talking about jerking on right now. Or... And I held back okay. to wait 
to today. So today will be my ultimate fulfillment hearing the song. Okay. I'm glad you will get your gratification. Um, this is the duo made up of Sophia Lindinger and Marco Klebauer. And, um, the album we're talking about is sauna, their sophomore album. And, uh, this is probably the first album I've heard where they give a review of their sound in the beginning of the album. There's like some audio clip of someone being like, Oh, this is Leia, the Austrian electro pop band. Really? Yeah. It's like weird. They add a lot of sounds from all over the world to give it a cool vibe. Was that a sitar in there? And there is a sitar, um, on the album. And, but that's kind of their style. Um, they, they grew up in a small village in the country of uh, Austria and ended up moving to the city um, to make music. And uh, Marco was really into the Beatles, so he really liked this experimentation with weird sounds and interesting drum fills. And Sophia uh, had done like some singer-songwriter stuff, but she wanted to kind of expand her writing and do some producing as well. And so... The result is a, uh, a really unique brand of uh, electronic pop, and I just let's get into it. You haven't heard it. I'm glad you waited. Yeah. Because now this is uh, basically the second song on the album, but the first one's just a short little uh, thing we talked about. Uh, okay. And so, yeah, this will get you started off on this album. It sets a good tone for what's to come. So cool. let's take a listen to Leia with Drum Solo! Just 
liked that a lot and i'm gonna check this album out for sure um there were so many sounds flying at me that yeah. i i felt kind of like you know when you're playing old school mario and and you're mm-hmm. you're running along and then you're like oh no i want to go back in that pipe yeah and then you can't because oh, the screen's the screen, gone it's one far. of those levels yeah. I, I felt like all the sounds were flying at me and it, and i need to re-listen to it um and I feel like when I listen to it over and over again, I'm going to find things I didn't hear that first time through. Very cool. Absolutely. Tons of stuff going on. Really liked it. Uh, I especially in like in the chorus, that synth I, bass. Oh, you noticed it. I was glad. kind of like funky synth bass that breaks down. Is that, it the one that mm, kind of sounds like it's being sucked into itself? Drr, drr, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was kind of going with her voice. But yeah. it totally sounds like a funk bass line, too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I liked it. It was it was very interesting, um, and I want to check out that album now. It's kind of representative of the album, but every song is different. Like we talked about sitar, there's like some new element that they bring in uh, in every song that makes it really uh, stand apart. Because I could see these songs; they could just on their own be cool electro pop songs, like Marion Hill or Oh Wonder. But since they add this, I just think they push so far past that and make their own thing. The drumming on that is Marco. Like I was talking mm. about, he likes messing with those interesting drum fills and that I love. That's why I yelled drum solo because she does it right at the end right. of the chorus. And then he busts into that cathartic drum thing. It just sounds like he's just going nuts, but it's still like perfectly on beat and just leads into the next part. So, well, it is interesting because they, you know, have like a kind of electronic beat going on, but then they'll, bust in the live yeah. drums as and well then towards the end too he yeah. was doing that too it, yeah. it's it's pretty cool yeah so that was leia with drum solo from sauna which is out now on las vegas records all right well i'm gonna move along to another band that i have really enjoyed for a while now they're one of my favorite young bands around these days the uh chicago rockers twin peaks oh yeah um and they in 2016 released one of my favorite albums of that year twin peaks the return yes <laughs> great series no, no, you're thinking them, right? of the television show oh, right, right. i'm not talking about david lynch i'm talking about twin peaks but interestingly uh, one of the members of twin peaks is kind of friends with finn wolfhard from Stranger Things. Really? And recorded Finn Wolfhard's band's album. Nice. So we have kind of a sci fi ish weird T V connection. That's cool. Aside from just the the same the name. obvious, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um so twenty sixteen, great album, and then last year, for the last six months of twenty seventeen, every month they would put out two songs is that what it was because yeah Yeah. i kept listening to and they were great songs but they would just be like random little yeah little two-offs super great random two-offs uh and they um essentially asked twitter i think at one point we have these songs should we release them um over the course of the rest of the year or should we wait until next year? And people were like, "Release them now." So were they um, like B sides from the last album? No, they were they were newly recorded, oh. and um, so they had twelve songs, 
and um, they are releasing them physically together as a collection in fe- in this month, just February 9th, so next week. Um, nice. And they were really great songs, and a lot of them had their kind of typical um, guitar-centric, roots rock, stonesy, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones sort of sound. Um, but there was one song that really stuck out to me that was something different for them incorporated uh the piano more and they have some good Mm. piano jams but this was the piano in the song is just incredible like it's a pretty simple ish line but i just wonder like how do you make the piano sound like that maybe you can Mm. tell me because you've played the piano but i'm intrigued now the the sound of it is just so great so breezy it's a really nice song and it's not your typical twin peaks song so um i i love it and I'm excited to listen to the all the songs as a collection. Yeah. Um, and so, let's get to it. Let's do it. This is Twin Peaks with Blue Coop. Oh, 
Don't know why I said it like that. L-O-B-G-2-T-P. Nice. Yeah. All right. I mean, I love this band, and so... They were they were already in my good graces, but I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I believe how they got that piano sound. I mean, uh, the piano there and later sounded like maybe it was recorded in a different way, maybe a little more lo-fi or something. It, um, it yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was just the way it was recorded and that they were playing on the higher yeah. octaves because that's like you could tell they were pretty high up on the keyboard. I just, there, I felt like I was like chilling on uh, on the piano like i was laying you know yeah. like lounge sexy lounge singer style like <laughs> sexy lounging yeah and i was like damn is this right below my ears no it's just in my earphones yeah <laughs> maybe the way they recorded it mixed with the kind of already floaty sound you get when you go that high on a piano made for a cool dreamy sound there and uh, yeah, I just like like you said, their acoustic roots rock is in full force. I loved it, and um, they just they just nailed it. And I can't wait for this new album though. Yeah, it's uh, I've heard the songs as they came out, but I intentionally was edging out, waiting for uh, the Cole collection to come out together, and so I haven't like fulfilled my destiny of listening to it all together so i'm excited to To listen to your destiny (laughs) yeah to fulfill my destiny which is to listen to this from start to finish and i will finish you uh you've been going to the edge so much you should join you too (laughs) oh boy (laughs) let's see guitars yeah i got it (laughs) so that was twin peaks with blue coop from the sweet sick Sweet 17 My singles. My Sweet 16? <laughs> from Sweet 17 singles out February 9th on Grand Jury. It's a lot of S's right there. From MTV's My Super Sweet 16 soundtrack, Twin Peaks. Oh. With the, Blue Coof. That show was great. I mean, if you liked 16-year-olds... I don't. ...being terrible I to don't. their parents. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was I such a great it. show. Um... Yeah, that no. It's like, honey, I just want to provide a great party for you. I hate you, mom and dad. Why didn't you get me the better party? Oh, sweet sixteens, we all had them, right? Yeah, unless you're under sixteen. I don't think I did. Yeah, no, I did not. I I did have a sour sixteen though. Hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Where I just hated the world. It was super emo. No, to that honest, sounds about right. When I was 16, I had like just gone through my first big breakup. So I was probably pretty dismal. Yeah, I think I was definitely wearing like a spiky belt and wristband <laughs> at that point in my life. You um, looked like the MXPX logo <laughs> guy for sure. I did. I absolutely did. Had some spiky hair that i dyed a lot of different colors i had a i had a sour 16 i'm sure yeah, yeah. that's what we're about here at best song ever sour 16s oh what am i playing next <sighs> cool well my next song i don't even want to talk about it that much i just wanted to tell you it, this is a uh band called hookworms they're from leeds are you familiar no cool with hookworms or leeds 
uh, with hookworms. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, but you're familiar with Leeds, the, the place. I've heard of it. Okay, good. And um, this is actually their third album, Microshift. It's out today. And what? um, yeah, I just want you to experience this this first track on the album called Negative Space. So here we go. Hookworms, Negative Space. Yeah. 
That was a long song, wasn't it? Twas. Oh, uh, yep. six minutes forty. Yeah, just about Ish. fifty. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Almost seven. Um, it didn't. Well, it didn't really like drag at all though, because it kind of felt like three different songs in one in a mm-hmm. good way. Um, it kind of reinvented itself a couple times. Um, had some cool organ come in like halfway through the song um and i really really enjoyed at the beginning just the building of the different percussive um mm-hmm. uh instrumentation and drums uh, but it was, uh, it was there were like percussive synth yeah, sounds going in that on. little yeah, yeah yeah um no that was really cool um and for for a minute it right for a minute it reminded me of like a song from the rapture or something like that kind of like an old oh like the end of the world when jesus comes back yeah definitely i thought like oh yeah i could hear this while uh, i'm being brought up to heaven (laughs) while i'm disappearing out of my clothes yeah do you remember the rapture the band the the dance rock band from the 2000s i don't oh you should yeah check them out they're good familiar uh but they they had they had more cowbell than uh, than this and they got more dancey but just at the beginning, I was like, oh, this kind of... And his voice was reminiscent. But anyway. Well, more uh, cowbell can be uh, very therapeutic. It can cause certain fevers. but um, It, it I, definitely I, can. Um, you are playing songs today that are, um, that are very good, but they demand another listen. Yes. And that's the thing about where I would say the theme of my songs this week is... Um, interesting song building rather than you know the lyrics are really strong or something like that where some sometimes are more lyrically based this time it's it's working with some interesting sounds and i thought you were gonna say like lcd sound system or talking head or hot chip or something because that's what i kind of that first part i had them pegged as that and then um i think that song's a good representation that they do that a lot throughout the album where they'll Mm. surprise you and go to new places. And I'm like, Oh, this is not where I thought this was going to go. So that was hookworms with negative space from micro shift out today on Domino. So your, your theme is kind of these almost, I don't know, world building songs, if you will. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, that are kind of heady and like you need to really focus and listen to multiple times to get what's all going on Mm. uh my theme of the songs today are shitty music (laughs) just kidding (laughs) oh i liked everything you put yeah what are you talking about (laughs) uh no they're bands that i love a lot of times i enjoy playing like new bands i haven't heard of or or that kind of thing but this time man uh they're just bands that I really love. And this one, I probably have had the longest relationship with uh, and love maybe the most. I mean, you can't really say. It's hard to say. That you love one more than another. But uh, this is, of course, Why Oak. I love this band so much. Why Oak. Whoa, 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 what? Is this the new song? Oh yeah, this is the only song that has been released from the upcoming album. Um, I I probably shouldn't even bring this to your attention, but I reached out for this as well. So that oh, makes you uh-oh. the winner. I am the winner. And you I'm, are. 
the fucking loser. So, God damn it. I thought it was going to get one week in 2018 where it wasn't the fucking loser. I'm but sorry. It didn't happen. Uh, so, the score now is four to nothing, I think, for me so far this year of songs that we both reach out for and request, but I uh, apparently get them. Sorry. Quitting life, folks. See you later. Um, yeah. You know I'm going to get this song because I love them. And they uh, they are just such a interesting band that constantly reinvents themselves. Uh, I first came into contact with them back in 2011 with their album Civilian. That album's incredible. It's kind of more, I guess, singer-songwritery and electric guitar heavy. Uh, I actually saw them live around the time of this album and... They just blew me away. The s- amount of sound that they were able to create with just two people in a live environment was incredible. Uh, their drummer drummed with one hand, played like a little synth with the other. What is he, in Def Leppard or something? I don't know. Is that something that's, <laughs> that's like them? One-armed drummer. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Famously. He, he has two, but uh, he just used <laughs> one for the drum, one for the synth. That's awesome. Uh, and she... Uh, just evoked so so many crazy sounds from her electric guitar. It was great. Hmm. And then they just, uh, four years later, put out this album, Shriek, and abandoned the sound that they had built up up until that point, embraced more, uh, more synths, more electronics into the sound, and veered a little more synth poppy. And then uh, Jen Wasner, who is the vocalist in Wyoke, did a solo album as flock of dimes Mm -hmm. in 2016 which is fantastic and that really really embraced the synth pop sort of thing so at this point we're supposed to uh kind of know what to expect from them yeah but i think they did something with this new song that is a little unexpected they brought electric guitar back into the sound in an interesting way in a way they haven't really used before um it's just a very big broad bold sound that uh it, it's it's a builder and it builds and, and swells in very interesting ways when they used synths in the past it was uh i think a little quieter and this is very i think loud and in in your face which i appreciate so the the two members of the band live apart jen lives in north carolina and the other member andy stack lives in texas so it's kind of hard to create music when you're on other sides of the country so they would spend weeks at a time going to each other's homes uh sharing sketches they had of songs uh throwing some out combining some together and they just created this album without any intentional sound or anything in their minds so they just kind of let the songs that they had written speak to them and Mm. see where the sounds took them so uh it's it's pretty cool it's an exciting sound for this band that i really like so i'm gonna stop talking and we're gonna listen to this song this is y oak with the louder i call the faster it runs
Gotta dole out another Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy um, for for Y Oak. I Brian uh, was not very clear with me in telling me his feelings on this, so I thought I was good to go to reach out for it. But he's a tricky bastard, so uh, he got it. But I love the song, yeah, with all of my being. Um, and I was listening to it last night, and I like to, you know, sometimes I close my eyes and visualize the song like as i'm listening to it and i was just picturing everything on the ground and then those voices just coming from the heavens those harmonies uh she's just got like her voice quadruple layered doing those crazy harmonies which Mm -hmm. i feel like just make that build up so epic with the guitar just like building up it just those voices just make it for me love it yeah absolutely her voice is incredible always has been incredible but they are uh really using its full potential in this song um i feel like and again that that weird sounding kind of screechy guitar line is just so good and um i should say that i was not really a fan of theirs not super familiar i listened to their last album I played that song with Jen and Deerhoof and I've listened to flock of dimes. So I'm like familiar with her, like what she does, but this band particular, I've never really gotten super into, but this song got me. Yeah. I'm happy it did. Um, you know, and I think it's kind of, um, if you're not super familiar with the band, you could be like, Oh, this came out of nowhere. But really like when you pay attention to the, the releases that they've been doing together and apart it's like they've kind of been building been towards this just this is just their sound all the different parts of their sound distilled and put together in a great way and um i'm so very excited uh for this album i wasn't sure what to expect that's another fun thing about this band uh when they have a new album out it's like okay well which 
which Wyoke are we going to get this time? And mm-hmm. it's this time it's a kind of a new creation combining their old parts. So. And I'm also glad you played that after the hookworm song because I feel like like that song, this one is not at all where it's going to be when you first start the song. For sure. It uh, takes some, some twists and turns. So again, that was Y Oak with The Louder I Call, The Faster It Runs from The Louder I Call, The Faster It Runs out April 6th on Merge Records. All right, well, my next song is a band that I heard for the first time on this very podcast when you played a song of theirs. This mm. is uh, Camp Cope. Yeah! Don't, don't act like you don't know, Brian. You knew I was going to play this. Um, this is the new song, How to Socialize and Make Friends, mm. with an S, yeah. not a Z in socialize, important to uh, point out. But uh, this this band is great. Uh, Georgia Mac has just a one-of-a-kind voice that just kills me. She'll go from singing softly to kind of her voice cracking, just going all out. And um, let's just get into it. This is Camp Cope with How to Socialize and Make Friends.
Papa Likey. That's for yeah. sure. Papa Likey that song. Papa Lovey that band. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited about uh, this upcoming album as well. She has a way of having complete catharsis in a song yeah. that like no one else. And um, you know, this is a short song, but somehow she just goes around feeling like empty and hopeless to just I'm gonna be fine. You know, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna wave and ride exactly. on by. Uh and yeah, it's it's such a good song. Her voice is great. And that's what you were uh pretty much butchering it before the show <laughs> singing <laughs> Ride My Bike with No Handlebars and um Yeah, I'm not a good singer and I'm especially not a good singer when I'm trying to uh sing with a great accent. Uh, I thought yeah. you were doing some like uh, early two thousands like pop punk like symbol plan or something because that's what oh, your Australian uh, accent that's, <laughs> that's how your Australian accent comes out. Good to know. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll stop doing that. But, uh, but no, and that of course prompted me to uh, sing "I Can Ride My Bike with No Handlebars" by Flowbots. But that sort of innocuous activity of just her riding around her in the dark on her bike. Um, it becomes this sort of symbol, I think, for her whole lifestyle and her whole being of like, it, and then she, like you said at the end, is accepting who she is. And I I relate to that a lot, those moments where you're like, oh, I should be ashamed of this thing about me or I should be ashamed of who I am because of this reason. And then you kind of learn to embrace and be like, no, that's actually something really cool about me. I kind of actually like that about myself. And that's what... in in the beginning, I picture her, yeah, looking on Facebook at, oh, some wedding pictures of an ex or something. And then she's like, what am I doing? I'm just a drift out here riding on my bike. And then she's, you know, through the course of the song decides, I like my life and I like who I am. And yeah, like you said, I'll drive by and wave at you. I, uh, their sound is so great. And I feel like I'm just Georgia Max voice is, is everything to me. <laughs> Yeah, you're like a BuzzFeed article right now. Georgia Max voice is, is everything. everything. Georgia Max voice kills the internet. Yeah, uh, it, no, breaks the internet. Always kills the internet. Well, sure. It's 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 kills. It's breaks. It's destroys. It's whatever. Vapes the internet. Vapes the internet. You know, <laughs> twelve facts about Georgia Max voice you never knew. Yeah. So that was Camp Cope with how to socialize and make friends from how to socialize and make friends. Out March 2nd on Run For Cover Records. All right. So in keeping with my theme of playing songs from artists I love. <laughs> I was like, that's the whole show, Brian. Like, my theme of playing songs. I'm going to play a thing another I started. I, I think I'm the only one playing songs on this show. Uh, no. You don't consider mine songs. This is a Welsh singer named Gweno. Have you ever heard Gweno before? No. This is the uh, the artist that I really wanted to chat with you about because um, she had an album, uh, debut solo album back in 2015, and I loved it so much. But I kind of kind of escaped my uh, like I, I would remember about it over time, but it's kind of just never in the forefront of my mind. Mm. So I feel like I haven't shared it with you. So I'm really excited to play this for you. Uh, Gweno Saunders was a singer in the band the pipettes have you heard of them no so they were like kind of a 
throwback girl group sort of feeling to it like cool they were they were trendy for a little bit and um they they were all stylized um you know there were three girls she was one of them and they had like kind of 50s hairdos and stuff like that so back in like i think it was around 2012 she started making music on her own and um she had said that she felt like when she was in the pipettes she had been playing this role that had been written for her and then when she left she was able to explore uh things that really mattered to her and her debut full-length album was named after a welsh author's book from 1976 which is about world-conquering robots who turn humans into clones. And it's a lot about like human identity and technology, mm. but just about losing your identity. And she related that a lot to um, the music industry and just kind of how she felt at that time. Mm. And um, very, she's very interesting. She sang completely in the Welsh language as well, oh. which there's not a lot of albums in the Welsh language, um, I believe. Super Furry Animals has one. Um, and the reason I am not trying to say the album name is because I have no idea how, because Welsh is a crazy language <laughs> to know. Um, but language is something that's very important to her. And um, she is taking on a different language in this next upcoming album. Um, she's singing all in Cornish, which is a... Uh, language from Cornwall mm. in the southwest of the UK. Interesting. And only like 400 people in the world speak it fluently. So oh. this is something that only hundreds of people in a in the world know how to speak. And she's one of them. And she's one of them. She's doing the whole album in Cornish and wants this album to be like a living document of this living language that's been around for 15 centuries but is on the like cusp of its of extinction yeah just so so very interesting um and the way that she does it is um it, it sounds like it could be heady you know like it's oh is it a concept album about the cornish language no not really she's just using this language to show how beautiful it is and i think as we can tell from this first song uh she makes it so relatable the the emotion behind the language just the beauty of of how it sounds uh mixed with the incredible electronic uh kind of pop weird weirdo pop synthy sounds going on so have i piqued your interest yes sir all right well let's get to it this is gweno with tear ha more
I liked that. That was very interesting. And there was times uh, at first when I uh, forgot that she wasn't just speaking normal English because I feel like some of the sounds just sounded very familiar. And um, I wasn't even like paying attention to the fact that she was speaking this other language. I That's one thing I think she does really well, um, which is you're not even necessarily cognizant that it is a different language. Like the just, I don't know, like she's able to... Uh, draw you in i think a lot of times if i hear music in another language i'm like oh this is cool it's in a different language i can't connect to the song all the way necessarily just because i can't tell what they're Mm -hmm. saying but i don't know she just has a way of of drawing you in and and not even paying attention to that and some very unique synth sounds that kind of uh towards the end they're very industrial sounding uh, sort of like synth hits kind of reminded me of the knife a little bit but more mm-hmm. with like a slam that comes with the synth which i thought was very interesting yeah and a kind of ocarina ish uh sound at the end yeah. as well for all of you zelda heads out there um i i do love There's it one right here yeah me too there's two <laughs> but um yeah so i would uh if you if you like that check out the 2015 album it's really really good is this album called the name that you couldn't pronounce is it called gweno gets corny no i could say, how about uh I could cornish in a welsh world no i i could say it too but i can i can say the the name of this album that's coming out oh okay uh it's the it's the 2015 one is like eagle or i don't know so it's three words <laughs> eagle toffer yeah no <laughs> i don't i don't know but um no the the new one is Lakov L E space K O V okay that's uh, easy enough and that translates to uh, the place of memory uh, and it's mm. again about this kind of memorializing right. and uh, uh, this place that has been around for centuries with a language that is almost extinct so very interesting concept that was Gweno with. Tir Hamor from Lakove out March 2nd on Heavenly Recordings. All right. Well, we're coming to our last song. And um, a couple weeks ago, I played the band Unlikely Friends on the podcast, which you did had members of Boat and Math and Physics Club. And when we posted that episode, Charles from Math and Physics Club uh, contacted me and uh, wanted to send us the Math and Physics Club album that just came out last week. And um, he was a super nice guy, and he said he appreciated our rap snacks and that he liked the oh, episode. Nice. Nice. And I told him I'm glad my crunching didn't hurt his ears. And, uh, yeah, and he sent me this album, and I had kind of described this band to you before. You haven't heard them, right? I listened to the most recent oh, you album. Did? Yeah. And what'd you think? It's good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, it's kind of like soft folk rock. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of like death cab or the, I Mountain was going to say it, yeah. it's, it's got a death cab vibe to like their, their kind of acoustic poppy songs uh, yeah, or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And, um, what I like though, is that band name is not just, you know, oh, it's a clever band name. There's plenty of, like, math references or just, Mm. like, little nerdy references, I feel like. It's just kind of uh, whatever topic he's writing about, there'll just be a little bit of, like, nerdy language or metaphors that someone like me really appreciates. For some reason, when I read their name, I 
think of Rushmore. I think because he was like involved in so many clubs, and, and I feel like that's a, and, and it's I think it's appropriate. It's a fitting too. aesthetic, yeah. yes. And um, we're gonna listen to the song "All the Mains Are Down," and uh, like like we talked about, is is kind of driving and kind of rocks, but it's still restrained and gentle folk, and I I like it a lot. Um, so we're going to go out on All the Mains Are Down by Math and Physics Club from Lived Here Before, out now on Matinee. But first, let's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. <laughs> All right, well, first up, Shouts to Rye. Blood comes out this week. I played them on the pod. There's a butt on that cover. <laughs> uh, next, El Perro Del Mar. I played... Her back in 2016, we were talking about our favorite albums of the year. She has the We Are History EP coming out. Yeah. We heard from them this week. Hookworms, Micro Shift. Yeah. Um, my buddy Kyle Kraft, Full Circle Nightmare. We don't know each other personally. Yeah. I just Easy like buddy. his music. Easy um, buddy. EMA, I also played her on the podcast. That, yeah. um, the album Exile in the Outer Ring was on my list of best albums of the year. And now she has outtakes from Exile with the b-sides of that album cool what you got all right i got anna birch with the, the album quit the curse pretty excited about that That's one a good one. uh bat fangs with bat fangs also you also cool. played them played them field music open here i played field music as well and uh eric phillips with the album one i've heard a beatles co- one yeah no <laughs> oh I heard a couple a uh, couple songs from this and they're like the really kind of slow beautiful songs of Sparkle Horse uh mm. reminds me of that so I'm I'm I'm, nice. I'm interested and they the songs have been like only two and a half minutes long or something I don't know it's, it's interesting Eric I'm going to check this out All right All right Eric <laughs> All right Eric just chill we're checking it out okay Well it's going to do it for us this week folks as always, head over to GhettoBlasterMagazine.com. Actually, just a couple days ago, we posted a feature I did with uh, Blackistan and Stu Bangas. So go check that out. And uh, as always, subscribe to us and write us a review on iTunes. And you can find us on all your social media platforms at Best Song Ever Pod for Ghetto Blaster Magazine. I'm Luke LeBen telling you, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is Best Song Ever. What is it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>